Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Heart, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And you're listening to the Smacked Raw Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rewind. It's that uh, weekly wrestling show. RN and I host. Uh, we just look back at the latest week in wrestling in and outside the ring. My name is Kyle Tyson. I am RN, the congested, uh, sleepy, uh, watery-eyed, uh, aller- allergenic, disgusting, snotty, gross, gross of Th- the SmackDown podcast. Not so much the beauty tonight. Nah, definitely not the beauty tonight. I need some fucking beauty sleep. Yeah, you need some Allegra, bro. Man, I'm doped up on everything. I got Claritin, Benadryl, Sudafed. Fuck, it's not working. It's not looking good for your boy. I take I take like Advil and Excedrin. That's like the extent <laughs> of my medication. Got this busted ass foot. I was feeling it yesterday, man. Um, I took the kids to like a, a trampoline in Adventure Park, mm-hmm. and um. My big ass got out there with them for a little bit. Uh, they had, they had a lot of fun. They went on like this like this trampoline park. They had uh, mm-hmm. uh, they had like a zip line. They had yep. that 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 balance beam where they get like the, the 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 foam pillars and they battle like gladiators to knock each other yes. into the foam pit. I got called out by like a fucking fourteen year old. Some kid. I'm standing on the sideline. Clearly, I'm the dad, like doing nothing. Right. And I see, I make eye contact with the kid quickly, and he's like, you. I was like, me? And he's like, you. I was like, dude, all right, man. You look like you're like 180 pounds soaking wet, if that, <laughs> if that. I got this big gut and a low center of gravity. Fucking Sometimes deep. you just got to give them what they're asking for. Dude, I, I let him bounce off me. Like, I just walked <laughs> out on the beam, just huh, just sat down on my weight, and, I, and like he just he like just pushed himself off of me. Just fell into the foam pit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Your boy, uh, I busted out a, a, a clean-ass backflip on a trampoline and uh, almost There's killed There's no my, video. It never happened. Almost killed my kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened last time I went. I, and I ref, I'm not jumping anymore. I Pretty <laughs> athletic for a bigger guy, so hit a couple front flips, and my daughter decided to, like, just magically appear on the trampoline under me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't good. She cried for about 30 minutes. I mean, she got about 250 smack dab in her face. So I didn't um, I didn't land on him. I landed very close to him. But uh, oh, I didn't land on her. I just just when I landed, like you like with you with the you kid sent on her the to the moon, centered literally like, you know, that scene <laughs> on uh, Avengers when uh, the chosen one fucking the ancient one knocks uh, Banner's soul out of his body. That's yeah. pretty much how it sent her flying God damn. across the trampoline part. I mean, it was like skipping stones. She hit like, pew, 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 pew. like it was, it was bad. It was pretty. And, and on her birthday, in front of all her friends, so <laughs> she wasn't really wasn't really crying because she was hurt. As more she was embarrassed because I did it like in front of all her cousins and shit and everything. But yeah, I sent her ass flying. Man, I landed it. And I uh, felt like a jolt of electricity in my knee for a moment. It didn't. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't mess the knee up, but I felt it enough. Like I was like, oh, "Ooh, yeah. that kind of scared me a little bit." 
because I I got I do got some chicken legs. You know, I like I'm I'm all of like 280 285 right now, and the vast majority is in the upper body. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the Doctor Robotnik yeah. going on too, like skinny legs. Yep. Tiny legs, big upper body. Yeah, mm-hmm. got the hundred round drum in the front. Yeah, <laughs> I know your. I know the pain. I was gonna do it again. So just just got video. If I had thought about it, I would have put it on here. It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. But I was gonna go a second time, but I got nervous because like there's like these teenage cheerleaders that came up, and I don't know why. All of a sudden, that gave my ass cold feet. <laughs> I was, I was like, dude, I'm old. And I was like, do I really want to test my luck twice? Like, my knee gave me a warning. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I landed. Oh, yeah. It. You know, I was respect, like. Respect it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it gave me a clear warning. Um, so, I, on the second go, I didn't do it. And just, I, I just, I told my wife. I was like, yeah, I'm chickening out. I'm, I'm tapping mm-hmm. out right now. I'm, I'm cashing out while I still got my health. And uh, I made a good laugh. It was fun, though. It was fun. Yeah. They, um, yeah I love those places. Yeah. Even just sitting down watching, watching the kids go ape shit, like it's a it's a blast. All in all, I got out on the trampoline with them for like me. I got I pulled Jess out, got her out of her shell. We did it for with all of them for like maybe like twenty minutes, long yeah. enough where I was like sucking wind. I was like, okay, I gotta walk yeah, this I, off. I, I break a sweat and then I'm done for the rest of the time with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get some oxygen, maybe maybe get a Slurpee. Or something and and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna call it a day. Let you Slurpee and uh pretzel and I'm good to go. Hell yeah. Um, do you watch uh any of the wrestling over the weekend, man? Yeah, I watched it all. I pretty much got caught up today. I'm not gonna lie, like I don't know if this is a hot take, but I thought it was a pretty mid week of weekend of wrestling. I thought it was consistent. Like I, nothing really blew me away. That's a I, nice way of saying mid. Yeah. I mean that's, that's a Kyle, a white Kyle way of saying mid. <laughs> I don't know. I I would say um, nothing was bad, but like you said, I don't nothing. I, I like, would put it above average, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. It was yeah, not, nothing was above terrible. Average. I don't think there was even any bad matches. Honestly, it's just nothing was like nothing like jumped off the screen or like nothing's memorable. Like I had to go back and watch a couple things to even remember exactly what happened. Like I think the the battle royal was probably the most exciting match of the weekend to me. Damn, and I missed that one. That's the one match I have to go back and watch. Oh, that shit was fire. Like I went yeah. back and rewatched the end. I mean, it was a, a whole nother match with Swerve and uh Cat Orange. I heard, yeah, uh, yeah. That's how they like to do that over in AEW a lot of the times. Their battle but royals. But it wasn't a match. Like at first I thought that's what it was. Like once it got down to the last two, like it would be a real match. But it just was like another 10, Is, 15 minute match um, between them. Didn't Lucha Underground do that with like their Royal Rumble thing? Yeah, wouldn't it get down to the last guys and then you had to win by pinfall or something like that? Yep, and that's I thought it, I thought that's what it was because it literally turned into a one on one match with Swerve and uh, mm. Orange Cassidy. I did not think Orange is going to win. Like I thought this would be their time to get him off and get him some rest and shit. But, but yeah, to me that was the most exciting match of the weekend to me. You know the Royal Rumble or Battle Royal that I hate the most. I think it's the one that New Japan does. Where it gets down to the last two contestants and then it's over. They they don't they don't finish it because they I think they move on yeah. to another match. Yeah, they move on to a match to see who the number one contender is. I think. Yeah, I fucking hate that, bro. How do you how do you end it like to be continued? Like I get like cliffhanger stories, but like not a match. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's different, so I don't I don't I guess I don't mind it too much, but. I kind of like the idea of it getting down to like the last two or three, and then it turned into an actual match. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna for anybody that's listening, um, you can catch these shows live the uh, video uh, live on twitch.tv slash smacked raw uh, airing nine thirty on uh, Tuesday nights. We're gonna start doing some gaming on Fridays. Uh, I got lined up uh, the release of Diablo Four. I'm gonna be playing that uh, this Friday. And you probably catch me playing that and maybe some Battlefield. But um, the uh, audio version of this podcast can be found everywhere. Please give it a like, comment, uh, five star on Apple Podcasts, all of that. Tonight, what we got lined up, we're going to run down. Um, uh, we're going to skim over. It, we're not going to go too in-depth. Uh, RN and I will go in-depth with shit that fascinates us. If it doesn't fascinate us, we're probably going to gloss over it. Right. It's not the most thorough recap. But there's a lot of wrestling that happened this weekend. Let's um, not even let's strict recap from. Yeah, let's not even call Arbel it a recap. Cavalier. Let's not even call it a recap. We haven't done recaps in I don't in fucking two years. Feels like <laughs> a curse word to be at at this point. It, anyway. it really yeah. does. Like yeah. honestly, like that's why I said let's let's just not. It's like hard <laughs> R. Let's 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 leave that off of the vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hard R of the rewind. It's the hard R of podcast. Yeah. Recap. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about Night of Champions, Double or Nothing. Uh, we'll touch on uh, uh, some Monday Night Raw stuff, uh, and then I got a couple a couple little minor news stories that popped up. I was just just tossing there for some flavoring. I know uh, NXT had a show uh, this weekend. I didn't catch that. I'm actually gonna watch that in bed tonight. Whenever I lay down, I totally forgot about. It. I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah, what, I think what it was like was Battlegrounds or something like that. Yeah, what night was that? That was on Sunday. It went head to head with Double or Nothing. Oh shit! I didn't even know. Yeah. A friend of ours, uh, Justin uh, Large Toe, Large Largatho, Largato, can never remember this dude's last name. But from yeah. uh, from perched on the top rope, yeah, he was there. He was at uh, he was at the NXT show. Oh, he's shit, he's essentially like the green shirt guy of like yeah. of like our podcasting friends. He just always has shitty seats, so we yeah. don't see him on TV. But he's at like every goddamn show somehow. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to Ring of Honor's. Uh... Not Ring of Honor. I'm going to Impact's pay per view. Really? Next week? Yeah, on the ninth or tenth. Which one is it called? Vlog or something, man. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I might do something. I'll see if uh, Adam will give me the mic or something. I can. Yeah, I totally forgot I was going. Just got general admission seats for like fucking thirty bucks, and yeah, it's. Uh, I've got um, Columbus. I've got some uh, some really good lapel mics. If you want a lapel mic, plus mic extenders too. So, I'm sure Adam can show you how to use all that stuff. Oh no, I know how to use it. I just gotta have him actually like give bring it to me. Oh okay. Anyways, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the shows. Um, we'll kick it off with some of the news, man. Um, just for the sake of hearing it, we had two pregnancy announcements this weekend. Uh, uh, Miss Ty Ty Mello, Ty Conte, former oh, Ty yeah, Conte. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her and Sammy Guevara announced they were having a kid. Um, he wasn't fucking around. He locked that shit down. Oh, fuck, dude, so fast. You know, I hate to say it, like. Because uh, I, I don't really like it when I see, like, other people trying to get in wrestlers' personal business. But right. I cannot fucking think... Anytime I see uh, Ty and Sammy Guevara, uh, like, have a milestone in their relationship made public, mm-hmm. I cannot help but think of, like, Pam. Like, just because yeah. it's... <laughs> I mean, to me, like... I. I, it just it I runs across. Feel... I don't feel one way or another. I just... Right, no, I know what you're saying. You know I, what I mean? Me... It always comes back to, like... You did propose on live TV. What I always think about is sometimes it's just easier when you have somebody that knows your fucking lifestyle. Well, yeah. No, I imagine the relationship. Obviously, the relationship works. Right. That's Um, what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't even think about her. Like, I just, I just, I don't know why. Like, I just, 
that shit always hits me in the back of my mind involuntarily whenever yeah. I see like Sammy and Ty do something on TV. It was like I can't fuck. picture that woman's face and I didn't know her name was Pam. <laughs> and if that's I can pretty much uh, guarantee she's probably not as fucking smoking hot as Ty. So let's <sighs> move on. Ah oh, man. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, they announced they're pregnant, uh, and apparently Alexa Bliss announced the uh, recently on uh, E Network that uh, her and her husband Ryan uh, Cabrera, I think is how you say his name, are expecting their first child too uh, around December. Um, yeah, so uh, Alexa Bliss has been off TV for quite a bit. Uh, we haven't seen her since. Uh, shit, like the Royal Rumble, I want to say. Oh my God. No, she had she had a match. She had a a, a, a a women's title match against Bianca Belair. Yeah, it was it was at the Royal Rumble back in January. Yeah, that was the last time we saw her. They were teasing like they were gonna do something with her and Bray Wyatt, and they didn't do it. Thank God. This is like touch and go. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we want to wish them the best. Uh, congratulations, yeah. man. Parenthood's Congrats. fucking awesome. It's my favorite thing that I've achieved. It's literally the life. best thing and the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, so good for them. Nice, nice little heartwarming shit. Um, some non-news, because I've made that a habit now of just pulling up, like, absolutely non-news and, and <laughs> presenting it as news. So this is coming via WrestleTalk.com. Uh, I figured one of my favorite wrestling news, like, YouTube channels, mm-hmm. why not pull up some of the stuff that's actually on their website? Uh, it says that so the headline RN is uh, major Randy Orton WWE retirement plans. So first thing I see when I see the headline is like, oh shit! Like we're talking, we're finally starting the conversation. Maybe Randy's been, you know, hinting at some stuff. I remember hearing like the doctor saying that it's not even a guarantee he can come back to wrestling. Right. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to see uh, the advancement on this story. Uh, and as I'm reading it, it's actually a very short story it says uh it's been a year since we last saw randy orton wrestle a match he hasn't appeared uh since him and riddle lost the tag team titles to the usos last may um uh it has been reported uh that there is no timetable on orton's return in the ring uh with his father uh bob orton jr even saying that the doctor suggested he doesn't uh he won't be able to return it doesn't necessarily mean he won't but it may mean he won't be doing it for too much longer. If we truly are coming up uh, on the end of Orton's career, then we need to look at some ways uh, that the Viper can go out with a bang. And that's and that was the interesting statement right there. Like, we need to look at this. Like, what do you mean we? I thought you were reporting something. <clears throat> and then so the, 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 the editor uh, just went on to talk about, um, like, fantasy booking Orton and how he should retire. That was pretty much it. Like it was, there was no news. There was nothing said. It was just like said uh, uh, he should uh, face Roman Reigns, and because uh, they were supposed to. And he says uh, uh, Orton could put his career on the line against Reigns' title run, and uh, and then Orton could lose, and then he'd be retired. And then that was the fucking non-news. That was it. I was like, dude, you suckered me in big time. Gotcha. Yep, got me. Yeah. But anyways, how would how would you have Randy Orton retire? Uh, I think I'd have it against Edge because it's coming. It's coming, I, man. Whether we like I think it it'd not. be him and Edge. Him and Edge. Yeah. Mm. I think that would be like the perfect like cap to his career. See, I think the way that I would do it, and I it, whether it be Edge or very similar. I so 
the one thing about retirement matches is when you see it coming, uh, it can kind of take the unpredictability out of a match. Now, granted, you can still have all the highs, uh, like the emotional match. I mean, everybody goes back to Ric Flair's uh, retirement and then um, Shawn Michaels as well. Uh, and those those matches were still fantastic, although we kind of saw how they were coming. I would like to see Orton go in a double retirement match. Uh, whoever his opponent may be, Edge or John Cena, at the end of that match, both men are retired. One man on top, one man below. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that'd be kind of neat because I've never, I don't recall seeing that before in pro wrestling. I could be yeah. wrong. But I always I thought that was be neat. I don't even think he should announce it. I think he'd just go out and fucking have a killer fucking match like a straight fucking banger. And then just walk away, just, right? Just walk away. It's kind of like what Steve Austin did, right? Yeah. Because yeah, to my thing is, too, like, then we don't have to have the 5,000 fucking retirements mm-hmm. when he gets a doctor to clear him to come back. So yeah. if you just go away, then no one has to complain about that. We don't have to bring that up. Like, we, we can always leave that option open and fantasy book his return, which is better for everybody, too. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so you say you say Edge. I've always, you know, this is kind of like a popular one, so by, by no means is it original to myself. But uh, I've always talked about the uh, him and John Cena going after the coveted um, 17th title run. Yeah. Uh, Orton gets to 16, ties John Cena, and then they, uh, they try to break Ric Flair's record. At WrestleMania, and then they both retire afterwards. Um, I used to, I used to fantasy book Ric Flair uh, being the special guest referee, uh, but given his <laughs> health and how he can move around, I've since wanted to pass on that. Maybe have Ric Flair like present the 17th championship. I don't know, and then low below the loser. Who knows? Um, but I've, I've liked that idea. Yeah, I just think Edge, since they got so much history and Edge ain't never fucking going anywhere. So, it really doesn't seem it. No, so I think that would be a nice little send-off for him. Yeah. Got that house full of women. This is like, he's like, I need to get testosterone back in my life. Facts. Going back on the road, Beth. <laughs> when I go on, like, two-month streaks. When I go out <laughs> for two months, I'll be home for a month. Be out for two months again. Yep. What the hell is Edge, too, by the way? What's he doing? He just came back, right? Yeah, he just came yeah. back. He beat Finn. And was he gone again? That's the last time we saw him, yeah. Is that the last time we saw him? I know, he, yeah, because he, he beat Finn at Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He just he just comes and goes, doesn't he? I'm this not point. mad at it. Oh, no, he was in the champ- He was in the tournament. He was in the World Heavyweight oh, yeah, Championship Tournament. Yeah, that was right. That's right. Mm. Pop up, pop out. Yeah, man. Gets in, gets out. Um, Allison in the chat, by the way, you can always interact with us on Twitch. Uh, Allison says, uh, who the fuck is Noam Dar? That is the <laughs> Scottish supernova. He's actually, his character is fucking hilarious. I see he's got the, uh, at the cornrows. I just tuned into NXT a little bit earlier and he's got fucking cornrows going, bro. He is so fucking fire and he's hilarious. Yeah. And um, he actually can go in the ring. Like he's really, really good in the ring. I think I remember seeing him. Cruiserweight tournament. The Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, he yep. was in that. And I want to say he was in um, WC, uh, C, no, WCPW, What Culture Pro Wrestling. 
I think he did something with them in Defiant as well. Maybe. I could be yeah. wrong on that. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he's a lot of fun. Um, Allison, I think, is, is meant talking about uh, 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 impact. They usually do open seating. You can sit wherever you want uh, whenever you come in. There's only yep. an, a, a few actual reserve seats, or they will move people around to make it look more full. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. So who knows, man? Maybe get you on TV. I'm I'm definitely fucking try. Yeah, bro. Tune into that. Um, I'm gonna watch Impact just so I can spot you in the crowd. <laughs> that's that's what's gonna take to get me to finally watch Impact. I love Impact. I mean, I think it's corny as hell for the most part, but the wrestling is just is top notch. Honestly, like I it's it. pretty much on par with Dynamite. Like they have some fucking people that can go. Yeah, I've I've never had like a a legitimate reason to not tune into Impact other than I'm just at capacity with how much pro wrestling I ingest <laughs> weekly. Like I just can't fit. So Impact replaces SmackDown for me because I'm never home to watch SmackDown. So, dude, that's where all the drama is. Let's segue over to that too because SmackDown is is easily the most anticipated show uh, of this week for most pro wrestling fans because at WWE Night of Champions. Um, uh, Jimmy Uso turned on the bloodline, super kicked, uh, Roman in his mush, uh, uh, finally had enough of getting his, his, uh, uh, pie faced by yeah. his, uh, big cousin and, uh, yeah, finally turned on the bloodline. This man, I'm telling you, I watched this at work R N, and I was trying not to fucking dance in front of customers. Because uh, as as much as they have been spinning their wheels as of late, this is that major story beat that we've just been frothing to like hit, so we can move on to the next phase of the story. And we finally got it on Sunday. What's your take on this, man? Uh, it was all right. I thought all of it was fucking <laughs> mid. For real, like the whole paper, the whole paper was mid. Like, I mean, yes, we knew it was coming, and this needed some sort of injection, but like. Every, they just—it's like they keep doing the same shit over and over again. We already had this version of Jimmy being the one on the outs and Jay trying to get him to conform and shit and everything like that. Like I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I'm intrigued, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to look for it. Oh man, it was so relieving to watch. Man, just hearing him scream at Jay like I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago, and then. The nice punctuation of "Don't worry, I got you." Blast! Second super kick. God, dude, I felt that in my soul. I loved it, man. I, I, you know, like I said, I've been a sucker for this bloodline story for the last God knows, like it's been years at this point. It feels like yeah, um, years, years. My favorite show to watch every week is AEW Dynamite. But you ask me what my favorite ongoing story has been, and it has been the Bloodline Saga. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, man, I'm stoked. I'm really stoked. I feel like this was the conclusion for Sammy and Kevin, finally. I feel like they are yeah. officially removed. Um, maybe we'll get yeah, brought in finally. for like a, like an offshoot match, teaming with the Usos or something. Who knows? But uh, the next phase has got to be uh, uh, Bloodline Civil War. That's, that's what yeah. it has to be next, man. Um. Here's here's a here's a, a a a long shot, but who knows? Nah, you couldn't get it. You couldn't get a fatal four way out of it because Solo's never gonna face off against Roman. You couldn't get a fatal four way out of that. 
Do you get do you get the Usos themselves feuding, or Jay Jay pairs up with his brother immediately? Which do you think? No, I think it's them. I think it's Usos versus Solo and Roman. Yeah, right. Jay Jay is gonna is gonna side with Jimmy. I'm just wondering if yeah. they try to like tease that he won't. I don't think they will. I yeah, think, I think they are. You think they're gonna tease? Because obviously they didn't give us that on on the show. It was like um. <laughs> It was like being at the scene of the crime, uh, the way Jimmy was after he kicked uh, Roman and Jay's like observing uh, the body. Uh, and, and Jimmy's like, dude, we got to go. Like, we have to roll before, you know, essentially before Roman gets up and realizes what's happened. Uh, oh, man, it was great. It was fantastic. I, I loved it. I, I, the only thing that I, am, I will say that I am hyped about is these, if we get the matches that I think we're going to get. They're going to be fucking bangers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of storytelling or what's going on around the actual in-ring shit, it's going to be fucking fire. Well, they have to be. Because yeah. you, you can no longer do the Roman ref bump and the Usos come in for the interference. Right. The Usos aren't there to interfere no more. You know right. what I mean? So you have, like, no choice but to just tell the... Paul's going to get hurt. Paul's next up um, to take a bump. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, no, no, that's that's gonna be the ref pump, ain't it? Paul yeah. comes in to interfere. He can't yeah. carry his weight. Oh man, I'm just like I said. I, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm out on the bloodline because I'm definitely not. I just felt like we we had this when the bloodline first started. Like we had this exact same situation and shit going on when it first started. Yeah, but that's that's Jimmy, what it, that's that's the storytelling though is is we've come full circle know, but is what just, they call it. I I get that too, but like it's it's just so fucking wrestling cliche that we have to like like you said, start come back to where we started from. Like, yeah, man. Well, I um for the longest time when Cody was out injured, uh I was making an argument um every other week for Jay to be the one to challenge for those titles at WrestleMania, mm -hmm. you know, before uh, we settled on like, you know, Cody's return and stuff. So but I, since Jimmy turned, does that make, does, is that going to mean Jimmy gets a singles match with Roman? I don't know. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that they're going to do that. Cause I think it's too much pushing for breaking up the Usos. And I don't think that's one that what yeah. they want to do in any way, shape or form. So I think it's going to be tag matches. Tag. I really so wish they would add. Going to get a return of main event, Jay. No, I no. really wish they would add some more to the bloodline, like add some fresh blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We don't. They don't have to be actually related. I mean, because the Rock and all those motherfuckers aren't really related. Yeah. No, you. I mean, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So like, you have opportunities for some funny. Some. Uh, uh. I. I mean, it's not really tonally appropriate, but some funny um, segments you could have them trying to recruit and Paul yeah. Heyman just rub it in the Usos face like how easily replaced they could be that stuff but they had Sammy's Arabic ass in the motherfucking bloodline so I mean <laughs> sometimes I forget that Ginger Snap is fucking really a, he's of Arab descent like he's not yeah man a white guy a lot like, of I that, forget that that was oddly um emotional yeah that entrance I wasn't expecting that I I saw so I did see snippets like on social media of of him uh, traveling and in the yeah. sites he was seeing before the event, but I um I don't know. I it was like a second homecoming for the guy. I think so many yeah. people are aware that he wasn't allowed to 
enter um, Saudi Arabia when this deal occurred because of uh, his Syrian descent and the uh, the government and political mm-hmm. stuff going on, and that recently got lifted. And I guess you um, you know so many more people were aware of it because uh, I mean the crowd the crowd loved him. I was trying to talk to him, like yeah. explain it to my wife to try to catch her up like on the impact of the moment. And one of the things that kind of crossed my mind is I wonder if in, in in his mind, and I doubt it, I doubt it, but I wonder if there was any like hesitancy or doubt on how the people would react to him. Because, um, I mean, but obviously the, the, the no, people are different I, the, the than the Saudi, government. Right. And the Saudi yeah. crowd is literally a, a kayfabe fucking crowd. Like, Dude, they're they're, gonna they cheer. are so appreciative. Yes, like they are yeah. literally the. It doesn't matter if you're a heel or a face. Like they love their wrestling and they love their wrestlers. Or so having one, a person that may not look like them, but they know is a part of them. Like I knew that that was going to be a big deal, especially when he came out in the like the robe and stuff and everything like that. Like and like I said, I think most people forget because he looks like a redhead white dude that he's really not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and he speaks like three different languages and shit and everything. Like he's a cultured like person is proud of his heritage and like i thought that was really legit him coming out the way he did and the ovation that he got from coming out like that so yeah it was, it was, it was pretty dude, it was it was awesome it was yeah. it was great and you could tell and he you could soaked see it up the emotion exactly, in his face yep. like i said it was like he literally got a second homecoming they did the right. they did the show in montreal and that was very special and then this was um very special as well and him speaking arabic to the crowd and shit and everything like that doing the uh Doing the intro and shit and everything like that. That was it was pretty dope. I think I missed that part. Yeah, he took the mic from the uh, announcer and announced him and Kevin Owens in. I didn't in even whatever yeah, man, I, I I must have. Well, like I said, I was watching it at work, uh, so right. I probably, I had the volume down low. So yeah, I, I very well could have missed that. Overall, yeah, he, uh, yeah. It, was, it was dope. Um, that wasn't the only stuff that happened on the evening. We'll kind of gloss over it. So the 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 predictable winner of. The um, heavyweight championship match between Rollins and AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. We all saw this coming. Um, I I missed this match personally, but I did hear of like a moment where uh, essentially uh, uh, Seth stomped AJ's hair and AJ didn't know what to do. Yeah. Know, I think that was like the only real thing. Uh, it, was a, it was a dope match. It, but like I said, it was nothing jumped out. Like we knew it was going to be a good match because these two are fucking arguably the best two wrestlers in the fucking world so like yeah it did have some dope back and forth and like the finisher exchanges and stuff but like i don't know i didn't i mean like you said we all knew this was going to be seth so like again it was like nothing caught my eye like it was nothing eye popping about it yeah um trish stratus uh had probably one of the her better matches uh, since she's come back uh, she uh, really utilized. Becky still ended up busted open somehow. Yeah, um, it was good. It was it was a nice subvert of expectations too. With uh, uh, Trish recruiting, uh, what's what's her name? Help me. Zoe out. Stark. Zoe Stark. She's so fucking dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked her on. I, I did like her on Raw. I liked how well spoken, and not to mention she she. She moved with this like confidence of yes. belonging on TV, and that's like since the very first time she debuted on NXT, like she always had that, like I don't want to say adult presence, but like she didn't, she never felt like an up and comer, like a young person in you know, NXT. Like she felt like a veteran 
literally from her first fucking match until now. Like she's always had that like maturity and that like she she I guess felt just ready very to go. at home. Like yeah, in front of the cameras on TV. Yes. Like there was this it was almost like if you if if this was your first time tuning into Raw, watching her, you wouldn't even tell that she was debuting. Like right. you would think she's part of like just the regular weekly show. She looked yeah. that comfortable on TV. And that was that was the big thing I noticed. And injuries like, kind of derailed her shot that she was going to get in NXT like originally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's never felt like she's always felt like a veteran, even when she was the rookie. Like, and her in ring style, like she has power moves. She has she can do high flying if you need her to. Like chain wrestling. Like she literally her in ring style is fucking legit. Like, and I, I'm not mind her being kind of like Trish's heater because then we don't have to see Trish as much in the ring and Zoe's getting that spotlight. Yeah. I just realized that you can totally see uh, The Walking Dead playing on Macho's, Macho Man's poster. I didn't even realize that this whole time. I was like, why does well, that shit really have such a glare? Yeah, no, it's totally The Walking Dead. Fear of The Walking Dead. They uh, The Samsung TV I got here came with, like, its own, um, uh, like, free television service. And one of the networks just plays Walking Dead 24-7. So anytime I'm not using the TV, it's just it's airing. Uh, like, Fear the Walking Dead is what it plays more than anything. Um, anyways, back to it. Yeah, no, Zoe, Zoe, um, Zoe Stark's cool. I can't wait to learn more about her. Uh, uh, a lot of people's match of the night was Gunther Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing that played out. Uh, Ali said that if he didn't win this match, he was kind of done. Um, with WWE or, or, you know, felt like he didn't deserve to be on TV. And we saw what he meant tonight, actually, as a spoiler for anyone uh, who hasn't seen NXT. He showed up in the NXT crowd tonight. Um, and the crowd was very appreciative of him being there. Did you catch that by any chance? No, I haven't watched it. I'll, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Yeah. But, and a lot of that is they know that his style is a way better style for NXT than it is for the main roster. Yeah. He used to bust out a uh, reverse 450 splash. 450, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if he'll uh bring that back or if if uh they just deem that too unsafe. Yeah. That uh, was the match. That was probably the match of the night on that pay-per-view for sure. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Rhea Ripley absolutely destroying Natalia in like 20 seconds? I don't even remember that match. Yeah. Um this I'm happy it was this match they chose to do that and not the Zelina Vega because we th- right. we you know we kind of had a suspicion that, like she's probably gonna squash like an opponent right. and we thought that was Zelina we actually had like a an okay match between them two but I'm happy if she's gonna squash anyone <laughs> no one really cares it was Natalia it was Natalia's birthday too by the way which um who gives a fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not that bad. Can you imagine? It's like, hey, look, it's it's your birthday. We kind of want you to just show up in the ring. It's gonna be it's gonna be more of an angle than it is an actual match. But you get to fly out to Saudi Arabia, experience right. all the hospitality, get, get to go around, do everything you want, and, all that pl- and all that plastic for- surgery, bro. She just looks like the old school Planet of the Apes. Like one of them, like the fucking lips sticking out and stuff. Like, yeah, man. She just doesn't look like a real fucking person. I feel bad for the pressure that the women have on them to do that shit to themselves because it, it. They do not have that. Listen, I I was hoping somebody would say some stupid shit like that. <laughs> there is no pressure on when women put that pressure on themselves. No fucking man alive is like you know what? I wish my girl would get some lip fillers and make her face look totally unrecognizable. 
No fucking man has ever done that. No fucking man has ever been like, damn, you know what, baby? I wish you would get them stupid eyelashes that look like fucking moths flew on your eyes and landed. That's so <laughs> sexy to me. Damn, baby, I wish you would get fucking forehead injections and make your forehead stick out further than what it normally does. That's women to being, no offense, stupid as fuck, listening to other stupid women doing those things. No man gives a fuck about any of those things. They I, just don't. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. Um, Jess has asked me in the past if if I if you know I wanted her to do anything to her body. I was like, no. fuck no, dude. fuck no, no don't bigger mess titties. That shit up. If you want? That's what I throw fell in that body. Throw some G's on that bitch. Your face fuck and it. that body is what I fell in love with. Like, Facts. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't want you to like all of a sudden spend money and give me something else that I didn't want. Right. You know? I th- I told her that I was like, if you want to do anything, like you can buy some wigs and cosplay, and I was like, that'd be pretty neat, but. Right, because you can exactly. take that shit off, and it's still my wife. It's, right there. And it's still my wife. Exactly. Yeah, no man. man alive is like, you know what? You know what? To really look good, baby. That I wish you would do Botox. Like, no, no man says any of those things to women. That's women's head. Like, and my thing is, too, like you said, they look unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, put up a net picture of Natty from probably two years ago. I was gonna say five, but. Even two years ago, compared to what she looks like now, her Dana not Brooke the same person, and to a lesser degree, Charlotte, all look. Uh, no, fairly- Charlotte's the same way. Charlotte, Charlotte looks completely different from when she debuted yeah. to today, and not even talking about her chest, her actual face, the fake teeth, all that shit. Like they, th- that is unwanted pressure from other women to make them do those things. Yeah, it's, I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. You know. Like, look, don't, uh, be, don't be, get me, don't like, get me wrong. Us... If, if somehow you come out of it feeling better about yourself, fine. But doing it, doing it like what you're saying is because you feel pressured from, like, outside right. people to do that to your body. Like, that's the complete wrong motivation. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, and nine times out of ten, that's what it is. Because, like yeah. I said, there's, have you ever been with your buddies like, you know what's real sexy, dog? Not a single time. When a bitch gets her lips filled up and look like an ass. Like, I've had dudes tell me, like, you know, like, about fake tits. Like, they didn't care. No. But I've never heard any. I I haven't been around anybody. Now, I know there are dudes out there. Because Jess told me that her man before me tried to pressure her into getting fake tits. So, I know there's some fucking weirdos out there that that try. And even tits, like, to a certain extent, like, I don't even hold that as the same degree. I'm talking about when they butcher their fucking faces with injections and... Those stupid yeah. eyelashes and shit and everything like that. That's what I'm talking about, where to um, make themselves feel better. Like, that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do you know, um, I learned this at work um, from uh, my boss, of all people. Uh, the fucking, the giant eyelashes were uh, 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 invented by a prostitute. And yeah. they were named... Uh, Come Catchers. Come Catchers. Okay, so yeah, you know the story. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that, man. I didn't know. Again. Was, was that work? I was like, re- what, what the fuck are we talking about, man? We sell another phones for Another reason why, why the fuck would you want to have the bitches to have those eyelashes won't even let you bust in their face. So what do you have them for? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. This would this would probably be the one episode my wife tunes into. Um... <laughs> No, dude. Anyways, I don't even know how we got on this ship. Oh, you said something about Natty. Yeah, and then I fucking spoke up like a dumbass. Um, Lastly, uh, Bianca Belair and Asuka. I I like the finish. I thought that was really clever. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that shit was clever. Asuka missed the mist, which they had been kind of uh, laying out for us in recent weeks. (laughs) And then, yeah, sprayed her hands and and gouged the eyes of of, of Bianca doing the KOD. Ended up up winning the belt. It was was nice. Unexpected twist. It was pretty cool. And then lastly, Cody um, (laughs) in the silly, very silly match. So I feel like I've gotten two two perspectives that are both absolutely correct on this match either a it was so ridiculous and silly that people hated it because of how unrealistic it was or it was so ridiculous and silly that people loved this match in the silliness that it was i i kind of uh, i'm not gonna lie i'm still a huge fan of cody wasn't really into it man it did kind of take me out just because I I know the damage like a Kimura does, and like when I see a legitimate like submission like that, as much MMA of a, a, that I've watched, I that's one time I have a hard time like turning my brain off. And then also speaking from somebody who's broken both of their arms, right. th- there's no wailing on a dude, even if you have the toughest fiberglass cast on. In which case, they said his was like reinforced steel or something. Titanium. Titanium. You're, there's no you do that one time, and you fucking are going to drop. You're going to drop because your arm's going to feel like it's exploding yes, um, out of that fucking gas. Yeah, dude. And so, I had a, I that's one, you know. And this is coming from somebody who loves all the flippy shit on AEW, but that was one time that I had a I had a hard time turning my brain off watching. I, I it was okay though. It was cool. I you know Brock. I did still get think the Cody should have won. You think Cody should have won? They're yeah. doing the trilogy, man. They're doing the best of three. I know, but you can still do that and not have to do this 50-50 booking shit. Like, I hate that. Like, yeah, Cody did go 3-0 and against Seth. Yeah. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, good do it. And and with the Brock shit, like, I mean, I don't know. It was all right. Yeah. Again, like I said, it, was a bit, it wasn't a terrible match, but it wasn't a great match. Like, it was, yeah. it was okay. And the thing also, that I'll, and like I said, this is just because I've got, like, fucking 18 years of watching MMA and stuff. When when you go unconscious, your limbs become like jello. Like essentially yeah. there's no more resistance and Brock literally would just just pull your arm off like a fucking literally. dandelion. And so it's just weird. Like that's that's the only thing. Like I I like the passing out spots, but I I feel like those need to be reserved for like chokes. Um not something where you're like tearing at a ligament in an arm because it it's just like Ronda Rousey's fucking um, arm bar always looks retarded to me because mm-hmm. the she's bending a, the arm in a in a way that your arm naturally does bend like right. she just bends the elbow and inward and uh, like that stuff always takes me out of it I don't know you know somebody who loves pro wrestling this whenever I see him using real world submissions. Uh, right. like that are like based around the limbs. I have a I have a hard time with it, and I thought it was kind of silly, but it was okay. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> Michael Cole saying Brock Lesnar may have made a tactical error in breaking Cody's arm. <laughs> like, like, uh oh, Brock, you may have fucked yourself. Uh, right, breaking this dude's arm. The, the commentary was way over the top on that shit. Yeah. Like, it was dumb. It's Cody though. That's his matches, man. That's right. That's, that's the Cody match. I still love Cody. Like I like, mm-hmm. and it, it. I can't. I'm all there for. I can't. Him still. 
I can't explain it. Like everyone that knows me knows the show. Like I hate white meat, fucking baby faces. Like I think it's so fucking corny. But I don't know what it is about Cody. Like I'm, I don't know, man. I just believe him, man. It's, it's that like, cheesy. It's, it's just, like on half bank, bro. When he's like the guy on the couch is like, I didn't steal the shit. I didn't mess the house up and Scarface is like, I don't know what it is, man, but I believe him. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just believe, I believe everything Cody from this hillbilly t- neck tattoo to his biracial kid. Like, I don't know. Just whatever he does, I believe him, man. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I'm not going to lie. I get it. I'm right there with you with Cody. I is as much as like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I guess you would say I'm kind of like apathetic towards the match. It didn't it didn't get me like jumping out of my seat right. happy, but I didn't sit there and like hate it either. So I was probably just apathetic. And I'm gonna be honest, that Cody Cutter, like I didn't expect him to let him do so much flippy shit for how, how big of a guy he is for him to let them keep that from AEW and he fucking hits that Cody Cutter from fucking anywhere. Like it is so legit how he's lands it he's no matter what. He's like, only allowed to do it because he flies in like off a rebound because right, right. He, he can't land it like a, like an RKO. Right, like, right. You know, like, look, you can keep this, but you have to keep it distinctly different. So you have and to even the disaster hard. kick, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like both of them, like it's he fucking lands those like and he gets up too. it ain't like he's just like jumping backwards. Like he fucking gets air on both of them. Like, it, got, it's kind of fucking dope. I mean, he probably has the best um, cutter highlight. Arguably, with the one that yeah. he hit on Sammy Guevara from the ladders, yeah. yeah, one ladder to the other, yeah, man. Um, speaking of AEW, they also had their event, Double or Nothing. You said that you uh, felt this was mid too. Yeah, I think a lot of it was too. That it was so fucking many matches. Like, yeah, I think they kind of drug it down, which is my complaint with all their pay per views. Like, and again, like I don't think any there too was much there wasn't a. Good a thing. Yeah, there was not one bad fucking match. Like, every match. I don't know, man. I ain't going to lie. Chris Jericho and uh, Adam Cole wasn't really the best. I mean, but I didn't even, like, take that match serious because it was unsanctioned and fucking Sabu. Like, I'm still, I tweeted (laughs) that today. Like, I'm still trying to figure out. What fucking connection does Sabu have with any of them? Like, and especially Adam Cole. They were in Vegas. That was was my thing. He's a legend, and they they announced him while he's from Vegas. Yeah. So it was like it was like the same thing when Jeff Jarrett uh, was the special guest ref uh, for the Usos and I forget whoever for that tag. Somebody, yeah. I think Street Profits. Um, and it was just it was, he's from Nashville. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah he's he's a wrestling legend, That's and you're in Nashville. A W A W, and fucking yeah. having Sabu there for no reason. I will I will say this though. I will say this as atrocious and weird as it was. At least he was only in the match for like three minutes. Right. Like he just came out, immediately attacked um, the Jericho Appreciation Society, like fell gracefully through a table, <laughs> like didn't even leap. That poor man. Um, Xbox said it great, though. Like no one has no one has sacrificed so much for pro wrestling and got back so little as right. Sabu. I will say that. Like the guy I do recognize as a legend, but you're right. Like nobody's ever like. Man, Sabu was just the greatest thing ever. Like, no one... Right. Feel bad. Actually, I feel bad saying that, but it's kind of true. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was... there was, I will say this. The first... Because of how high um, Night of Champions left me, I was worried that double or nothing 
was going to be like kind of just blah. And then the first half of the show kind of reinforced that fear. But the back half of the show, I thoroughly enjoyed. Like I had I had a great time. Um, Only thing I didn't like of the show is how they did Jade. I fucking love, dude. I dude. I'm not gonna lie. I popped so hard for that shit. I did. I listen. If this had been, if this had been on Dynamite, like if she beat fucking was Valkyrie here, and then that the same situation kind of showed up, and Statlander just came out and got a match. You know what I'm saying? Cold. Mm -hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But the fact that she had to go through all that with uh, Taya. And then she came and took the belt from like, I think that was some bullshit. So that's heel shit too. I know. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But here's, I thought about it and I thought about it from the sense of like, what will get the biggest reaction? And this is kind of like, I, this is, we kind of called this. I mean, we even talked about who would be, who we thought yeah, Statlander. would be the one to take it from when we said Statlander, but yeah. I just didn't think it'd be four days after we recorded like, that like, fucking show. <laughs> And also it being like a cash in style pop, but see that's yeah. so hear me out. So this is, this is what I'm thinking. Right. And it wouldn't shock me if this conversation went down is like, how do we get the biggest reaction for Jade to lose that belt? And then in one hand, you're like, okay, we have the, the very obvious uh, choice where you, you have a strong competitor. Let's say like Ty Valkyrie, right? A strong competitor. You're going to get a slightly above average in ring match. Um, because as great as Jade is and as big as a star as she clearly is, her weakest point is like her matches, although never terrible, are never like the greatest thing, right? right? So by the time she's eating a pin in this match, the crowd might all, you know, is probably only going to be invested, um, like a little bit better than Nuke Warm, let's say, like better, but. Like, you know, what always gets a reaction is like money in the bank cash ins and returns, you know. So even though you have the obvious statement, it's kind of a heel move. Uh, Jade is kind of tonally odd because she's supposed to be a heel, but uh, she's getting like she's the baby face in this, even though she's not. At the end of the day, it was a money in the bank cash in spot, you know, and uh and it was also a return. So, because I'm not going to lie, as, as little sense as it made for me to cheer Statlander, when I saw her make the return, lay out the challenge, and pin Jade, I was cheering my ass off. I was fucking, it probably got the biggest reaction out of me all night. And that's just because that's how pro wrestling's conditioned us. You know what I mean? Just the on the spot lead challenge. I booed that shit. That's, you did? Yeah, because it's just like, it made no sense to me. Like, well, it, I mean, it'll it make the, sense it, if Sterling gets fired because then, you know, she'd be like, Sterling, what the fuck? Dude, you're fired. You're clearly fired. You ruined right. my 60, and know. Um, yeah, I, I, that too. She didn't get the 60, you know, and apparently I don't know, like just, 62, and know. I think they lost. Like that. Yeah, I think they lost. But either way, like, it's just like she just had a match with that with mm-hmm. probably her biggest challenge today, which was a good match, too, by the way. It was really yeah, good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It just it. it it rubbed me the wrong way. I was happy to see Statlander back. She's had terrible luck with her knees. I hope. I hope. Yeah, she nothing against. No, it wasn't like I said. I don't want. I don't want to make it seem like it's. I'm shitting on Statlander. It's yeah. Just, 
the entire situation. Like, I don't, I wouldn't have given a fuck who it was. I guess the behind the scenes stuff is like the classic case of uh, 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 Jade needs time off. Like, right. She's been, I, I mean, if, if anybody's been going hard, uh, it's been Jade Cargill. Uh, yeah. She, I don't think she's Every had week. a break in three years she's been going hard i said i don't think she misses a fucking show no man she's there every week so i mean she does deserve a vacation um but you're right it is kind of weird way to end an undefeated streak it's not the first choice and from a storytelling aspect it does have the roles backwards with who's the face and who's the heel like none of it really makes that much sense no my my dumb self fucking loved it, though. <laughs> I hate to say it, man. I did. I absolutely loved it. And um, I, I can't wait to still see Jade. That, dude, by the way, I, my jaw drops, like, every time I see Jade do an entrance. Oh. I There's something about it. Like, I, the Jess was watching Double or Nothing with me. Mm-hmm. When Jade came out and started doing, like, the step routine, Yeah, like, I was, like, slack jaw. I was, like... That woman is a fucking star. And Jess looked at me initially wanting to be, like, jealous. Right. And then, and then Jess agreed with me. She was and like, then got caught up in it. Yeah, she was like, yeah, yeah. she fucking is. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and that, to me, like, that's why I know she's a star. Because you're white ass. Mm-hmm. Probably not knowing a fucking thing about AKA and the stepping or nope. any of that. And you were fucking completely I remember Stomp from, like, wife. the 90s. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which, yeah. And your corny ass still was like, holy shit, I can't take my eyes off her. Fuck no, dude. That was amazing. Yeah. Just to do like that routine. And then and then to learn, like I said, it's so weird that she is a heel because like they leak out. They let out the best baby face stuff for Jade as well. Like that mm-hmm. was that was her crew that she yeah, that was her, with. her sorority. Yeah, her sorority. She's always got her daughter ringside. I'm like, yep. dude, you and guys do the biggest baby face stuff for this woman, and yet somehow, like, you managed to keep her a heel. And um, that's what I think. But that's they like, don't keep her a heel. Like, that's no. the thing. She has not been a heel since she's probably 20 and 0. <laughs> no, she's just kind of an asshole that everybody loves. You're like, right. yeah, <laughs> you know? No, she's that bitch she's that un- everybody loves. And we all, as much as we hate to admit it, we all know that one chick that's a bitch. But we still love her, and we still like her down for her. Like everyone yeah. has this, uh, your aunt, your sister, somebody. You have that woman that's just a bitch, but everybody rallies around and follows no matter what. She's undeniable, man. I I love yeah. Jade. You can't take your fucking eyes off of her. Like yeah. you just can't. Tony Khan better better keep her because fucking WWE. That's like She's that. Gone. That is that. She, she is feels, gone. Yeah, she feels like somebody WWE is missing out on. Like She's a lot a of the lot fish of, in a small pond. Yeah, like she really does just seem to have that fucking, um, just that it. that uh, that it factor, man. Yeah, no, I can't say enough good things about Jade. Um, elsewhere on the card, uh, my favorite matches, uh, these House of Black matches that they've got mm-hmm. going on, I love it. I love what they're doing with the lights. I the love acclaimed. The, oh, yeah, the acclaimed were great. I think it's absolutely hilarious that Billy Gunn um, had got the hot tag and just ran rough shot all the way up until he ate a black mass for the loss. Yeah. Uh, that shit was absolutely hilarious. The acclaimed um, with a Brought fantastic up Dominic. Rap, uh, rap. Yeah. 
Buddy Matthews getting cucked weekly by a kid named Donovan. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god, dude, it's so good. Um, how you got a house of black? How you called the house of black and ain't no blacks? <laughs> he said. Fire. He said something about like RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, that might be in bad taste, but so is a group of white dudes doing blackface. Right? <laughs> How's Alistair Black still get to do blackface? Oh man. Uh, little did we know we had blackface coming up later in the evening, too. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's about as close to blackface as you can get before, like, without being, like, officially blackface. But god right. damn, man. I, it, I had to stare at that dude for, like, five minutes before I was like, oh, he's wearing a mask. Like, because... I, I... It took me a minute, too, to realize, too, like... It's like... Right, okay, thank God. That's just a mask. That's a that's, mask. Okay. With he did have black face paint, like on the jaw, the lower half. Right, right, you know? right. But I was just like, it's like, how are you going to have and a rap? How do you have a rap earlier in the night about blackface, and then you have a guy come out looking so fucking closely? Hey, why did those motherfuckers just keep playing the entire time? They never stopped playing until he. So got... that's the thing about the anarchy in the arena match. This is only the second one. The first one that they did. John Moxley's music played uh, for like the first half as well. Like, uh, um, I know they're not the first ones to do it because someone else brings up another company that did the same thing where they had the music just play over the match. But yeah, that's that's like uh, that's an an, um, Anarchy and Arena staple now. Like, if you're gonna have that match, music's gonna play during a portion of it. Um, Which, by the way, that match. Kind of like the show, to me, started weaker because it, it followed that awesome Fatal 4-Way uh, with MJF, Guevara, Jack Perry, and Darby Allen. And uh, so I was like, dude, I, I, how am I going to go from a master class in Fatal 4-Way wrestling into this, uh, like, almost like what started out was like a lackluster brawl. Yeah. But, um, but it, it picked up in the back half. Once again, I keep saying it. Once Matt Jackson hit that super kick, that exploding mm-hmm. super kick, yeah, I was hooked from there to the rest of the match. Like I was, I mean, like I said, it was got me. The the Moxley bleed immediately, shit, like that pissed me <laughs> off. But the ref bled. This yeah, was a bad week. Bled. This was a bad weekend for refs, man. Yeah, because you had Roman spearing that one ref in WWE. Yep. Aubrey Edwards got blasted with a guitar. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she got blasted by Karen Jarrett, and then this ref bled. Um, it's uh, it was all right. Like I said, I, the whole the whole weekend was mid to me. Like I don't think anything was. I still just can't take you to serious in this role. Yeah, like I, I just can't. And then I don't know. Like I said, it wasn't anything terrible. Like I don't think anything was super bad. But yeah, I mean, it kind of is what it is. The the fatal four way was awesome. Yeah, there's no denying that. That was a great match. Yeah, there's and, no, there's no denying they because they did story beats. They had they had original spots where yeah, the they four, tried the four way submission was fucking dope. <laughs> yes, yeah, man, like a snake eating its own tail. The human centipede. Yeah, they also um, all four of them hitting like their mentors uh, finishers as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that AEW isn't petty and isn't shy of name dropping Cody. Uh, because uh, uh, it just makes sense. He his presence plays a big role in the story, so I'm glad that they don't shy away from name dropping right. him or even William Regal. 
Well, they didn't at first when uh, uh, Dustin's ass did it in the Battle Royal. They didn't say it. Yeah. They didn't say it until MJF did it later on in the night. Yeah. No. It's good of them. Like, because those, those are some of the obvious things in pro wrestling that it's like, look, it's no one, no one, it's no one cares. This isn't the 90s. Like, the mentality of pretending another company doesn't exist makes, like, the fuck you me mean 90s? You yeah. mean, this was just last year the WWE still did that. That's true. No, you're not lying there. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was it was really good. That was a good show. Um, there's a lot of other fun stuff uh, on the show, but like those those are mainly the big things for me. The Fatal Four Way Anarchy right. in the Arena. Um, I did like I liked the uh, FTR uh, tag match that was in there. That was some good fun. Um, it's what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, but listen to to, to uh, uh, speak on like your criticism of the show. It's all right. Because of two things in my mind, why this show just being slightly above average is good, is because a uh, AEW is finally setting in to their rhythm. You mm-hmm. know, we've done all the big signings, we've done all this and that. Now we're we're finally putting work in with the talent that we have and finding our groove, uh, which is like a lot of the stuff. If you go back into the the first two years, like that we predicted, like it's like, yeah. dude, they're gonna make all these crazy splashes. People will come and go, but then they'll settle. And I think this pay per view is them settling. And then two, you kind of want to underperform a little on this one so that Wembley seems that much better. When Wembley, right? Uh, no, and and again, that's what that's what I don't want to make it seem like I'm like. Shit on AEW because that's what all his perspective of me is. I just like the matches were. I mean, they're always dope matches on the pay per view. It's just like I said, nothing jumped out. Like it yeah. wasn't anything that I that I'm like, damn, I want to go back and watch that. You you make AEW earn your your praise, right? You hold them to a higher standard than I do. I'm just like, hey, I'm a dullard. I'm easy to entertain. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's some things I am too. Like Lucha Brothers, I'm a fucking sucker for House of Black. Swerve, even though the dumb shit with the yeah, mogul embassy or whatever the fuck that shit is, but but for like overall, like I give me something. Dude, him and him and fucking Keith Lee need to have their match. Jesus, just have a singles match already. And Keith Lee looking like fucking Black Santa Claus is killing me. <laughs> I'm glad he stopped using the shoe polish though. He had that Carlos Boozer yeah kit going on. <laughs> Oh man, it is the the gray hair Keith Lee is um, it, it's a uh, it's a little it's a little different. It is, it yeah. is a little different because I've only known him as like the black hair Keith Lee, you know. Right. And, uh, the one that you said. Um, but no, yeah, I I uh, I don't think you like it, AW Hater. You never you've never struck me like that. No. Like I said, you just I just I'm so easy to entertain. Hey, you know, I just try to get other people to do it. It's like, hey, look, man. <laughs> if you just if you just let yourself laugh, it'll it'll happen. Um. Anyways, yeah, that was that was a good show. Uh, did you catch Raw by any chance? Uh, bits and pieces of, but I didn't really get to finish it. You didn't miss much. You right. really didn't. Um. The uh uh set the I, the probably the best part was like the opening. Seth yeah. came out and immediately ripped his pants. Uh, like his whole crotch was part. out. Yeah, it's hilarious. His whole crotch was out. He he made like a facial expression acknowledging it, 
because um, he's like dancing and selling. This is his big uh, <laughs> coronation. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, yeah, he was celebrating, and he had like a, a, a rip in his crotch. Like it was all out there. And uh, but they had this big long segment planned because uh, at first you had him and uh, AJ Styles show mutual respect for each other. AJ dropped like the Simon Cowell esque compliment or Gordon Ramsay, whoever you care. But he's like, right. uh, uh, everyone here thinks you deserve it. And he's like, I don't think you deserve a damn thing. And then everyone starts booing a little bit. And he's like, yeah. I think you earned it. And uh, yeah, it was corny as fuck. Corny as shit. But uh, uh, fucking Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Thank you. They came out, talked about how corny it was, and they set up a tag match. But behind the scenes, uh, I like that they because every now and then they do touch on like those little uh, uh, what would you call them? Um, those moments where it's like it only makes sense because it's pro wrestling. But right. they took, like, the extra effort to make it make sense. So they cut backstage, and Adam Pierce is on the phone trying to make the main event happen that uh, Seth Rollins called for. Um, and then he does make it happen, and then uh, AJ Styles calls him out on, on the no-pants stuff. He's like, you need changing your gear because you, you know, your crotch is, like, wide open for everyone to see. Um, but other than that, I mean, dude, you didn't miss much. Cody came out. Said he's going to challenge Brock. He doesn't matter. Dude, Cody, Cody by the end of this, is going to be paralyzed from the neck down. Literally. Still wanting to fight Brock Lesnar. Um, uh, the, they had a couple uh, uh, showcase matches. Or not showcase matches, but qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. They're getting us rolling mm-hmm. there. I saw Trevor won one. Yeah. Um, I saw, so I, I finally get to experience Indus Sure, by the way. Um, Turkish AOP. Yeah. Veer just needs to get away from him. Veer's fucking legit, bro. Yeah. That that dude is legit. He needs Wait, which, Veer's the bigger one, right? Yeah, the bigger one, the better looking guy. He's better yeah, shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um You missed some of the shit on uh he was like a ladies man on NXT. Like he had all the chicks God, following dude, him and shit, that, bro. I've seen his social media stuff, like his Instagram posts. Yeah. The dude's fucking He's like the Indian fucking uh, 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 hurt business. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, dresses really nice, grooms yes. himself, fucking yep. clean, dude. But um, WWE ain't ready to present Indian people like that. Like, uh, No, they, they just, still can't get black people right. How the fuck are they going to get Indian people right? <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky that they're not doing, like, fucking customer service skits. Right. Uh, damn exactly. It. Yeah. It's coming out with headsets on and shit. Jesus Christ. Um. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I am kind of intrigued by this the the new stoic Jinder Mahal manager role. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is like my lack of faith in WWE doesn't allow me to invest more into Jinder because I feel like right. okay, as cool as this might end like could end up being, WWE is never gonna make Jinder a credible manager or character and we don't i mean and you're right but who knows this is triple h wwe now allegedly so yeah and my thing is like why do they have to be an ethnic tag team why can't they just be like they don't have to have to come out in the fucking barefoot and the robes and shit and everything like why can't Mm -hmm. they just be a dope tag team yeah and i think a lot of people i saw for a brief period there were calling for that for veer 
because while they were doing like the whole meme virus coming stuff, like he was posting regularly on Instagram and and people saw it. They're like this dude looks fucking awesome. Like why don't no, I think you're getting it mixed up? Veer's the smaller one. No, Veer's the the one that they kept doing the vignettes for like twenty years on. He's the smaller one. Is he really the smaller one? Yeah, he's the better looking of the two. No, I don't think so. I think the bigger one is the better looking of the Fuck. He's the one that has all the fucking. That was like a ladies' man on fucking NXT and shit, like dressing in suits and shit to the nine. Do I have him backwards? I think you do, sir. Which is racist in itself. Listen, man, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here's the one that was coming to Raw for. No, I remember. I remember, man. I know. I know who he is. Yeah, that no, he's the smaller one. But I know he. Okay, he might be smaller, but he's still. The better looking he dressed. Uh, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah, you're right. I have him backwards in my head. Yeah, you do. I, this, I love it. He's the smaller one. He's fucking six foot four. <laughs> well, the other dude's fucking six seven. I know, man. I know. Yeah, they are. They are some. The giants. other dude makes fucking gender look small. Gender's yeah. one of the biggest fucking people on the roster. Yeah, you're not lying there. Um. Yeah, I I hear you. Like you take you take all your um. All the criticism you gave about how they like book black people, and you can just double it here yeah. for uh, Indians as well. Um, yeah, they don't know how to do it. Uh, other than that, like the the Sammy and Kevin skits and everything else was pretty good. But like this was this was a, if you did not tune in to watch Raw, you didn't miss anything. Like uh, it it very much was a, a filler episode and more or less they spent so much time recapping night of champions right like all throughout the night they littered in vignettes um there was this one weird spot though i remember which i found absolutely hilarious was right before a women's match um i think it was the women's tag match uh the fatal four way uh i want to say they uh they ran mid mid entrance, ran a vignette for Candice LeRae, who uh, wasn't yeah. involved in any of it. Yeah, like 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 a couple the women made their entrances, then yeah. they just cut to a vignette of Candice LeRae doing this um character of like you can achieve your dreams. I am a I no they called her a uh, uh oh, fuck um they said something along the lines of like she's a fairy tale or something. Like that. The poison pixie. Bro. My life is a fairy tale because like dreams come true. It was nice. I was, I was like, look, okay. If, if that's the angle you're, you're playing this really positive, achieve your dreams type stuff, kind of probably what they wanted to do with like Nikki ASH. Um, yeah, but it was just weird how they like just shoehorned it in the middle of some entrances. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I said, you didn't, there, there was really nothing to be missed here. Um, it is what it is. It was an okay raw, right? Yeah, and that's pretty much it for the night. That's all I had. Yeah, that's all I had. Like I said, it was nothing jumped out to me. Like it was, we covered all the the big beats. Oh, also, uh, apparently, um, Will Osprey ain't signing with either WWE or AEW. The the latest rumors. Because uh, he doesn't want to move to the States for WWE and then AEW. Um, apparently, that would still keep him away from home too long. Right. Oh, well. Which I mean, we'll, I see. we'll see. Yeah, we we said the same thing about Walter, though. Yep. Walter and was never going to move to the States, and then he did. So, 
Bible. Money talks, bullshit walks. Hey, hey, ain't that the damn truth? All right, man. It's a good show. Yes, sir. Um, making any leeway with those dogs you sell any recently? Yeah, I sold one. I actually just shipped one off to North Carolina today, actually. No shit, man. Yeah. Oh, that's a little good. fluffy carrier. Female, Meryl. So yeah, we got we got we got them moving. Yeah, if you guys aren't um, if you guys are new to the show, RN has a kennel business, uh, Route Four Kennels. RN, tell them a little bit about it. Uh, we are a family friendly hobby dog breeder. We breed French bulldogs, American bullies, toy poodles, um, mastiffs, and in the future, monkeys. The, uh, we're about halfway through the year already, and you said this this would be the year. Just just throwing that out there. We're we're almost we're at the halfway. We're getting point. a monkey. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, you guys, uh, if you want, you can uh, shout out to us on Twitter uh, at SmackDrawPod. You can keep up with what's going on, like with uh, shows as we come out with them. Um, you can DM me uh, at the Kai Tai Show. RN is at Mister eighty nine eighty four. Spell out the word Mister Mister in that. Also, by the way, we like to remind everybody on every show, uh, if you're struggling with mental health issues or addiction, make sure to reach out and get help. I promise you, your problems are not a burden on other people, and it does nobody any good to uh, keep that shit bottled up. If anybody can uh, tell you, RN and I can definitely say that we relate. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're here from you, even if you want to just need some words of encouragement or anything, definitely reach out to us. We got your back. Yeah, man. I've um, it's been recently. It's been pretty therapeutic talking to my brothers. Um, I uh, uh, I've we my brothers and I have had a pretty strange relationship over over the years, and uh, this is probably the first time since we were kids that all three of us kind of mingle and interact with each other, and it's uh, and it's really just come down to talking. Like we play video games, but really, mm-hmm. it's just like the the familiarity of talking to them has been really nice. And, um, yeah, I think other people do the same, man. Just reach out, talk to people, man. Um, but that's going to do it for this week's show, man. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, tune in Friday. Normally I would say we'll see you next week on Tuesday, but tune in this Friday. I'm going to say, yeah, 930. I'm going to keep it the same time. 930. I'm going to be playing the new Diablo 4. Can't wait to test it out. I'm a longtime nerd. I've been playing it since I was a little kid. And uh, so far, the reviews are pretty positive. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to play it, man. And then um, you and me got to get down one of these nights. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get it sorted out. But we're going to get some 2K going, WWE 2K. I'm with it. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Until next time, y'all have a good one. See y'all next week for me. It's Brett the Hitman Heart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And you're listening to the Smacked Raw Podcast.